Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to a quick shot of romance. Um, it is Becky and Leah this time. And we are reviewing Until Fools Find Gold by Mary B. Moore. I cannot tell you how many times I have changed the title of this. Well, because book. you say it wrong almost every time. Every time. But I got it right this time until fools find gold. Well, but you're reading off the page, so I hope you get it right. Um, that if we know me, we know that that does not guarantee it's going to be read this is right. true. Okay. So the synopsis, <laughs> excuse me, Luna, two years ago, my dad had packed us up in the middle of the night and we left town. We weren't allowed to contact anyone or look back until now. I'd run away going back to the only security I ever known with my best friend, Levi and his family. Coming home was hard. Although I got to see my best friend again, it also meant seeing the man I'd been in love with since I was six years old, Noah Townsend. Working for him brings us into close contact and makes my no frater fraternization That's with the family word. members. It is a hard word of my friends rule difficult. One trip to Vegas to visit his friend Sven and a lot of alcohol later, I wake up. I woke up Mrs. Townsend. The problem was I didn't wake up in our hotel room or with him beside me. Noah, don't touch my best friend, my brother told me. It's like being told not to push the button. You bide your time until no one's around and then pounce. Now that Luna was back, I was pushing the damn button and I didn't care what he had to say about it. She's mine to protect, mine to love, just plain mine. My trip to Vegas wasn't for the reasons that I told her it was, and there was little room for things to go wrong. But I woke up the morning after our wedding and she was gone. Luna is my wife, my world, my boom, and I will find her. And this was released April 16th, 2019. So it's a couple years old. The tropes are rescue romance, protector romance, a little bit of an anti-hero, childhood friends, best friend's brother, virgin heroine, small town, slow burn. 55% in Leah, 55%. Yeah. But it is a virgin trope that's done really well. It is a and virgin it's a trope slow burn that's done really well too. I agree with that too. The other thing I'll say is I said it was kind of anti-hero-ish. He definitely is an alpha hero and that we didn't yeah. list there. He is um, an alpha hero. But it is a virgin trope done really well. Um, steam level of about a four uh, because once it started, it was all there. Mm -hmm. All there. But you honestly... You've been on this slow burn kick. I am. I'm in the middle of another one now. But mm. anyway, but I have opinions about slow burns and we'll have to do an episode about that in the beginning or another we time. We shall. Um, the series is Province Gold Series Book One. This is a spinoff from the Province series. Providence. 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 Um, I read this as a standalone and it did take me a minute to figure out the family and the situation. Author doesn't do a ton of world building because of it being a spinoff. Yeah. Um, and this so, was actually one of the, it is also part of Aurora Rose Reynolds happily ever alpha world. Just this book in the series was part of that. Okay. World. Yeah. So it does create like a little bit, a couple moments of, okay, wait, what, what are they? What is the family business? Because how many in the Providence series, how many books are there? I think there's six or seven. 
Okay. So, I mean, it, now you're talking book seven, that's potentially like, book eight. You're not yeah, going to spend a lot of time are, world that's building. That's like cousin. Like the, the original yeah. series is cousins. These, But you get the grandfather in all of them. Yeah, he's a hoot. We'll talk to, about him. Um, okay, so let's start with Luna. She is our virgin heroine. Um, mm-hmm. Things are rough for her. I mean, she does not rough have a good life. childhood period. She didn't, but honestly, like if, and it, if it wasn't for the Townsends and she talks about that a lot, like how much of a factor she was in her life, like it would have been a lot worse. Like they were almost her safe place forever. And then when her dad took her, she lost that safety net. Yeah. So Luna's mom dies of a drug overdose off page years previous. She's raised alone by an abusive father. Um, the story, which starts off page before the book even starts. Mm-hmm. The abusive father took her, ran, lived a life on the road um, for the last year, four years, um, hiding from her father's enemies. Um, and she was not treated well by her father. She's been no, locked she's in closets, been, beaten. Like, yeah, like he starved in some instances. Like he is not a good person at all. Yeah. And we do find, and I don't feel it's spoilery, the father is a drug addict. Like drugs yeah. are who he is. And that's part of the upheaval in the running. Um, mm-hmm. And that's actually what launches her to escape from her father. She's now 19, 20. I think so. No, it wasn't. Because uh, hmm. she left at 20 or she left at 16. Yeah. She's been gone so she's, four years. So yeah, 20, maybe almost 21. Um, mm-hmm. What part of what prompted her to leave and finally escape from her father is one, there was just finally an opportunity to leave. Um, but she becomes aware that her father has used her as collateral yes. to some of the she bad is people. She's basically that, going to pony up his debts with her body. Yeah. And so she has a chance to escape and she takes it once she is finally free of her father. She calls her best friend Levi to come pick her up. And Levi is Noah's younger brother. Yes. So, and I think in this story, Noah is like two years older than they are. I think he's two or three. Yeah. Um, and so let's talk about Noah a little bit. So Noah is this ultra alpha, super possessive, like this is how it's going to be type of guy, but he he but he is also very gentle with luna like he is kind of an ass to his brother about stuff and he can be like an ass to pretty much everybody but like when it comes to luna he is this marshmallowy guy who would fall at her like he falls at her feet and does whatever she wants basically yeah and he's never given up hope in finding luna Mm -hmm. um he throughout the last four years has tried to find her and locate her um, it's kind of been a mission for the whole family. Mm-hmm. This- yeah, because when they left, like it, they just she disappeared. Like it was wasn't one of the ca- those cases where she could say goodbye or anything like that. Like it, she was there one day and gone the next. And this is definitely a found family type situation. Like the Townsends are obviously all related, but once you're into their fold, like they take you in. And so mm-hmm. there's some really great moments within the Townsend family um, that you get to see why Noah is as good of a guy as he is. Mm -hmm. Well, and 
I have read all the other ones and he, that is how they all are with the women in their life. Like they are fierce and they are possessive, but not in a bad way, but they are marshmallowy with the women that they love and care about, but then they are fiercely protective of, of them. And it goes for everybody in the family too. Like as you, if you read it, Levi is fiercely protective of Luna and wants to protect her from everything and everybody, including Noah, because he doesn't, he doesn't want her to ever feel hurt or be upset, but he just, he loves her like a sister and like has pulled her in yeah. to their family and, and never wants her to go away again. Um, so the Townsend family, a little background on them, their money comes from oil. The story does take place in Texas. Mm-hmm. It took me several chapters to figure out where the story takes place. Um, again, because the author didn't do a ton of world building in the book. Um, no, Mr. and Mrs. Townsend, Noah's parents, they consider Luna one of theirs. Um, mm-hmm. They care for her deeply and you really get this great sense. There's an exchange uh, between Luna and Noah's mom over Funfetti cake. Well, the Funfetti cake is like, it's kind of a big deal in the story, which it seems very silly because like this random cake is such an emotional like connection for them. But it it is one of those things where like the Funfetti cake is, it's a big deal for everybody. Yeah, that was such, it was such a light moment, a moment mm-hmm. of levity within this story that has some pretty big topics in it. It does. So, um, uh, and then Noah is one of five children. So we get to meet his brother, Levi, who is Luna's best friend. Yes. And Archer and then Tate and the only girl, Ariana. Yes. (laughs) But then we also like Luna has a brother also who is Maddox, but he is her half brother. And they have lost touch because of this whole situation also, but Maddox also has been searching for her and trying to figure out what has happened to her. And he hasn't been able to find her either. And it's funny because they portray Maddox as this very kind of marshmallowy guy, but he's also very scary because he's big. Like he's a big dude, like huge and doesn't get mad. But when he's he angry, also works like, in law enforcement mm-hmm. and it took me a minute to realize like, okay, well, did he get left behind when they ran four years ago? But you do find out that Maddox, his father raised him. He had, cus- his father had custody of him because of his mother's um, he, addiction yeah, issues. Yeah, he's a few years older. I think there's like a six year age gap between them. It's fairly, I, yeah. It's fairly large. Yeah. We also meet Noah's friend, Sven. I don't know if Sven and his wife had a book of their own at some point. Uh, no Sven is assumption Sven oh I totally missed that he's underground king Sven how did I miss that I love that series but I didn't put two and two together he is underground king Sven oh my gosh okay we're talking about the Aurora Rose Reynolds um the underground king series which we love and Lee and I are hoping to do one of those books for an upcoming um quick shot of romance. Uh-huh. We um, might do Sven's actually. I think we're going to have to do Sven's because I totally missed that, but it makes all these things are now so much clearer because the interactions between them were so great. And he talks about the clubs he different, he used to own. And I'm like, 
I feel like I should know about these clubs. Yes. Yeah. So then I was, then I was worried I had bookanesia. You did not have bookanesia. I just just didn't put everything together. I didn't. Oh my God. I should have asked you. Um, so the part in Vegas, people know, like they get that, that natural reaction of like, Ooh, I know what's going on. Yes. So, um, the part in Vegas, so the way the synopsis reads is it makes you think that like, he kind of tricks her into going to Vegas to marry him. But that's not the case. She totally knew about it. She agreed to the plan. Mm -hmm. Like she agreed. They had hooked up. She totally agreed that she felt like it was good for them to quietly go and get married. Mm -hmm. Um, not to get kidnapped by her no. father's evildoers, um, but to go and get married to Noah. Um, so that was a little like misleading in the synopsis. Cause I kind of was waiting throughout for like some kind of, uh, you know, drunken wedding thing, but they totally knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was kind of, you know, interesting. <laughs> um, Okay. Um, and note for our friends who are our epilogue people. Yes. So I'm speaking to you, Lindsay and Carolina. Carolina. Um, there are too many epilogues in this book. There are a lot. I agree. I liked them, but they weren't needed. Like one or two and certainly Mm -hmm. not the last one. No. And it, it kind of annoyed me at that point. I'm just like. I liked this story, but now these epilogues are annoying. Yeah. So that's my thought on those. Um, Okay, Leah, let's ask our questions. Our questions. Did you like this book? um, um, Yes, I loved this book, actually. Um, It was super engaging, great characters, some funny funny moments, but there was a serious dark edge to the story. And I Mm -hmm. liked that. And it was good and sexy. Did you like this book? I love this book, but Mary B. Moore is one of my absolute favorite authors to read because she, she has this way of making these characters do absolutely ridiculous over the top things, but still have that serious like undertone to it. And it, it just works really well, really well with the way that she writes. So who would typically like this book? Um, there's almost like a slapstick comedy effect to some of this, like parts of the book. So you need to be prepared for that. So it is a little bit rom-com, but mixed with suspense. And I mean, but not all of them are slow burns. So don't to think me, that. it definitely, I would classify this as a dark rom-com. Mm-hmm. So if you've read things like the whole, or if you've watched movies like the whole nine yards or Lake Placid, where there yeah. is like monsters and mafia or bad guys or whatever and there's so there's a little bit of the dark edge but seriously stupid funny moments that are over the top that are slapstick Mm -hmm. this is what this book is like um and you do you need to love a little bit of an anti-hero but if you're a small town tight-knit family this book is for you yeah um would you recommend this book um, I definitely recommend this book. In fact, you read it on my recommendation. So you're welcome. I did. Um, I would, particularly if you like a ro- mafia romance, but you want something a little bit more on the lighter side. So, you know, every once in a while, someone will say, oh, I just am kind of need a break from mafia, but we know that they're a little more geared towards our darker romances. This is the kind of book I would say, hey, you know, this isn't going to be light and fluffy like Cowboys and Nannies. 
Um, but it's going to be, you know, a little lighter than kidnapping is my love language. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's, I would definitely recommend this. Uh, but again, it's kind of more of like a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. So. It's a good way to put it. Dark comedy. Dark it is. comedy. The whole um, series look at is. Us. We just made a whole new subgenre. Yeah, we did. It's probably already there, but it probably we'll, exists. But we claim it. We claim it. Um, anyway, that's it for this quick shot of romance. Thank you for listening, everyone. Till next time. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.